G'day and welcome to episode one, two, three. Turn yes. your head and come with me, because you look so fine and whatever happened to Jet? Take my hand. Oh, is it? Oh, whatever it is. Because you look so fine and really want to make This episode's already gone down a regrettable path. It's not even an iPod for hell. No, exactly. Oh, it's the Jet aren't worthy of that. Come on. They're going to sue our ass for defamation if they catch wind of that. Yeah, they'll emerge from the woodwork. I'm surprised I Yeah. No, but truth is a complete defence for defamation back man so Will I doesn't have a leg to stand I, up there I will return to yeah. the holiday from the, from the yeah out of the wilderness yeah so we're uh, Jamison has uh, requested that we re-enter the courtroom of yeah. Judge Jackson Judge Jackson <laughs> I have a case do, 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 do. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm not sure how familiar you are with this the last time we did this you weren't too familiar with the cases which I think helped but this one's bled out a bit more than perhaps a lot of the other ones do. Mm. Um, there's, uh, in this instance, I think there's three plaintiffs. There's Ben Simmons, mm. there's Clutch Sports, and there's the Philadelphia 76ers. Okay. Well, now, the, fact, the fact that it is basketball indicates that I probably won't have much of a clue no. <laughs> about what's happening. But, so. um, yeah... Uh, how much, how much context do you want me? Where do I start with this? <laughs> what, what, what's going down? <laughs> yeah, okay. What's going on? <laughs> so ben, uh, ben Simmons signed a multi-year max deal to play the Max? Max, yeah. <laughs> uh, to play the Philadelphia 76ers um, a couple of years ago. Five-year deal was the most he could get uh, because he'd been a All-NBA third team member. Uh, in one of the previous years, it actually meant it was worth an extra extra bit of money for him to sign with Philadelphia. Now, um, the interesting challenge about Philadelphia, they've been a contender or a fringe contender now for a couple of years, pretty much, since he's been there. Now, Ben was a number one pick, uh, what, four or five years ago? I'm trying to remember exactly how long ago. They also have another player by the name of Joel Embiid, uh, what is it with basketball players and their names? Seriously. Well, what was that name again? Joel Embiid. He's a Cameroonian player. Okay, so, so it's, it's less just Americans to give maybe it, kids something to stupid give, this time. Okay. To give this context, both have their strengths and weaknesses as, as players. Ben Simmons, great athlete, great passer. <laughs> Tremendous athlete. Can't shoot, save his life. He's kind of... Joel Embiid is probably the more complete player. He's taller, he's... You know, really good defensive. It's got a more ridiculous name, um, which is always important for basketball. More, more, more complete, more complete player, but perpetually injured, and his conditioning in the past has been questioned. So, invariably, can't play 82 games in a year, which is why mm. they obviously needed the place. Now, both of these guys were drafted into Philadelphia around about the same time and started playing around about the same time. There's always been a bit of an alpha beta struggle between these guys as to who's actually the top dog. The top dog. Yeah. The organisation has invariably tilted more toward, towards Embiid than they have Simmons. And there's pretty good reasons for that. To be honest, Embiid is the better player. Now, Simmons believes that he should be the alpha, and his agents, Clutch Sport, also believe that he should be the alpha. Now, all of this kind of came to a head during the playoffs last year, uh, they were knocked out, uh, surprisingly. They were beaten at home in Game 7, and Ben Simmons didn't have a very good series, had a particularly bad Game 7. Shot 
only took three shots for the entire fourth quarters for the entire series. Oh. So it was shied away big time for the moment and it was most pronounced when there was a play late in the game where he got past his defender, had an open had an open run to the rim, could have easily dumped the ball, passed it off to somebody who got fouled, made one free throw. The coach and Embiid called that the turning point of the series. So basically at the end of this call called him out to to the point whereby he went into the off season and his agents went into the off season saying we don't want to play for you anymore. So quite ironic for a bloke represented by Clutch Sports, you would say. Yes. In the clutch moments, he goes missing. To, to, make, to, make, to, uh, to earn the briar of Joe's Jackson, how do you reckon that's called Clutch? Oh. Well, so did you just call it the Raya as well, yeah. rather than the Ayer? We've got to listen back. Where's the, where's the stenographer on that? I'm pretty sure he said the Raya, but I, I don't want to know. Recording. Yeah, I know. What a, what a, what a shame. C-L-Y. Why? Um, K. K. I mean, the K. Oh, what? Does Kardashian run it or something? What is it with the Americans and the letter K? Fuck right off. Now, God. For, for a little bit of extra context, uh, his agent is Rich Paul, which is a name that you might actually know. Rich. AKA the boyfriend of Adele. Okay. Mm. Mm. That doesn't actually <laughs> mean yeah. that much but to me. I'll just say for, for context. Mm. Just so you're aware. So despite his lofty position, he's still only the second wealthiest person in that relationship. Yes. Probably a little bit of additional context stepping back. During the middle of the year, the the general manager of Philadelphia had actually tried to trade Ben Simmons for another player, not uncommon in the NBA, mm. but everybody thought it was actually a done deal to the point where Ben Simmons was apparently also searching for houses mm. in the place where he was going, mm. where they thought he was going yeah. to go to. So everybody thought that was a done deal and at the, at the 11th hour, it fell, it fell through and the player in question went somewhere else. And was Simmons happy with that trade or? I think like, he was happy he... with the trade because he would have been the number one guy there without a shadow of a doubt. Yeah. They okay. would have been building the team around him. Houston, not the worst city in the world for, for an athlete to be going to. Mm. So I suspect he would have been pretty happy about that. Yeah. So, but obviously, trade falls through. He has to come back to the team. Uh, there's, there's kind of a few things to, to, to note. Obviously, I said he said, we don't want to play for you. Now, he demanded a trade, and he demanded a trade to one of three cities. Well, one of three teams, two cities, essentially. He said, I want to be traded to the West Coast and I want to be traded to either the Los Angeles Lakers, the Los Angeles Clippers, or the Golden State Warriors. Now, all of those teams pretty much did not have the assets that would be required to do a fair, even anything closely resembling a fair trade for Ben Simmons. Uh, Philadelphia basically held firm on this and said, no, we won't trade you unless we get what we deem to be equal value for you. You're still a very valuable player. You're still somebody that could help us immensely win a championship. So we're not doing the deal unless there's good reason for us to do the deal. You've got four years on your contract still. Mm. Mm -hmm. Or 80% of the contract. (laughs) So in terms of, so context of all, this, this is kind of where things are at. 
how many teams are there in the NBA? Is it 24? 30. 30. Okay. So plenty of options. Yeah. And he said... So by no, asking for three, that's I'm already... Three, three, already. <laughs> Now, if they don't have the assets to make that trade, I'm guessing they're lower ranked teams. Well, I've got the assets tied up in other people. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. More to the point, the assets that they have, they wouldn't be willing to move. The, yeah. the, the assets are either overvalued or would not be traded. So there's, yeah. no, there's no real deal that they could have done with any of those teams yeah. that would have been close to fair value. So the LA Lakers, yeah. for example, don't want to give up their top player for Ben Simmons, who would then come in and become their top player type. Well, that, the, the, the genesis of this, to, to give context with the LA Lakers, Clutch Sport is very closely tied up with LeBron Jones. Yeah. LeBron Jones, who does he happen to play for? The Los Angeles Lakers. Two years ago, there was a similar situation with a player in the New Orleans Pelicans by the name of Anthony Davis. He had two years left on his contract, did something not surprisingly represented by Clutch Sports, <laughs> did something very, very similar to this and said, but he actually said, I wanted to be traded to, to the Los Angeles Lakers and only the Los Angeles Lakers. Ooh. They actually did a deal. Oh. But I was going to say, if Ben Simmons wants to be top dog, then how is getting traded to a club which has LeBron James at it going to achieve your wishes then? Very fair point. That is a very fair point. None of those teams would he be the top dog. At best, he would be third banana in all of those teams. So maybe he doesn't want. To, maybe he doesn't want to be top dog. It's just that he doesn't want to be outranked by Joel or whatever his name was. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, uh, Ben Simmons had a unique uh, clause in his contract whereby he got paid twenty five percent of his salary at the start of the year. Uh, sorry, it started in July 1, which is the start of the NBA year. And then the start of the NBA season, well, start of the NBA training camp, he got paid another 25% of his contract. Now, what happened was, because none of this happened, Ben Simmons refused to report to the Philadelphia 76ers. So the Philadelphia 76ers said, well, that 25% that we owe you in October, we're not going to pay you that because mm. you're not reporting. Yeah. So he then... Proceeded to turn up because obviously he wanted the money. Yeah. Uh, went to a practice and basically, literally, phoned in the practice. Mm. Did his whole was doing the thing with the mobile Sullen phone. Sullen teenager. No, yeah, he was literally like, yeah, yeah. running the mobile phone seen. in his pocket, yeah. <laughs> doing the things. And was yeah, and then proceeded to say, "I've got a mental health issue. I'm not ready to play." <laughs> Yeah. And I'm seeking counsel from the NBA to do the, to, to get treatment for this mm. problem. To which Philadelphia said, um, no, you need to, if you want to do this, we understand that, but you need to be treated by somebody affiliated with the club, yeah. otherwise we won't be paying you your salary. Mm. Meanwhile, his agency have been continually pushing for a deal to happen with somebody and everybody obviously, as you could imagine, this is a significantly depreciated asset. We're 20 games into the season, still mm. hasn't played. It's it's added been, that he does obviously play. has a little bit of uh, off-court baggage that is yeah. going to be coming with him. <laughs> yes. Um, it's added that he doesn't want to play for Philadelphia ever again. Mm. Wants to be traded and everybody knows he wants to be traded. Uh, and basically, look, uh, you know, there's, there's not a deal out there at the moment that Philadelphia would probably do. And the general manager of Philadelphia, a fellow by the name of Daryl Morey, went, went on one of the radio programs over there and basically said, prepare for the long haul for this one because we're not backing down. Mm. 
to which the clutch has basically come back and said, well, they don't really care about this guy's mental health. Uh, like if it's true then fair enough but I feel like one of the biggest like one of the the biggest barriers to mental health actually getting the recognition that it deserves in society is wankers like this who just play the mental health card when shit's not well, going their way like if he if look yeah. uh, if he is actually suffering from mental health then then fair cop but a lot of the time we just see the mental health card played when I think it's fair to say that there's no real mental health issues. I think here. that there's just... probably other, you know, with him, there's probably other things you have to consider. Mm. Uh, obviously, pulled out of playing with the Olympics with Australia mm. because he said he wanted to work on his game. Two uh, two days later, he spotted at Wimbledon smooching up <laughs> some new girl. So he meant his game, <laughs> the love just game. Cue the Lady Gaga music there. <laughs> My, my, to give you the context of, of my view on this, every single thing that's happened is a function of the decision that Ben Simmons has made. Mm. He chose to sign the contract. He chose his agent. He knew full well what was going on with Philadelphia and he wasn't the top dog. And rather than investing the time, effort and energy on working on his game in a way that would support mm. the team and help them win a championship, He's continually not done that. Mm. Um, he, you know, he's he's shrunk in some rather large moments, which is not good for him. But I just, and you know, he's proven to be, you know, he's one of these. He's actually proven to be a little bit petulant. Yeah. Um, doesn't necessarily listen to advice. Oh, it sounds like there's a fair bit of passive-aggressive behaviour going on on both yes, sides there too. I right? think that, you know, to be fair, I think part of that's coming from Rich Paul yeah. and the agency, but at the mm. end of the day, Ben Simmons chose that agency. Mm. He chose that representation. Yeah. Those guys have done what they've always done, so they've tried to bully the league and bully the teams in the league to make sure that the pieces go where they want them to go rather than where they should go to ensure that there's some elements of parity within the league. I personally think Philadelphia have done nothing wrong here. That's certainly my initial take on it. I mean, one of the... We were saying this before, but one of the one of the biggest issues I have these days in sport across the board is just if players sign a contract, or coaches for that matter, when have you ever heard of a player or a coach or a club being unhappy with that contract and then having to sit there and say, oh, well, it's, you know, it's too bad. We're going to just have to see it through because we signed on the dotted line. These contracts just seem to be meaningless. Meaningless. Like, if he signed a five-year deal and he's unhappy after one year, well, that's too bad. You, you've, you've signed a contract. Like, you've got four more years left to run on it. But it seems that these days, as soon as anyone's unhappy, there's just this natural assumption that, oh, well, the contract doesn't actually mean anything. We can get, you know, we can get them out of that. It's a, bit, it's a bit like what happened in the AFL as soon as free agency came in. There's no, back in the day, you know, if you got drafted to a club you didn't want to play for, well, tough shit. <laughs> they, they drafted you. You have to go and play for them. Like, there seems to be way too much uh, agency, if you will, <laughs> given, to the, given to the players now to be able to, well, yeah. to choose the terms if and when they actually want and to perform on the field. I think that's my right. big sticking point is, is that he knew how things were going to play out in Philadelphia. Mm. If you don't like the terms and conditions of that, don't sign the contract. He would have been a free agent. And he could have chosen to go wherever he wanted. Mm. Yeah. 
So why do it? Well, yeah. the reason why they do it in the NBA is they take the money and then they worry about this later. Yeah. And knowing full well that the they'll argument, be able to get out of it. Yeah, that. the <laughs> argument that they make is, well, that's the agent's job to get them to where they want to be. Yeah. Get paid and then get played. Yeah. In all fairness, the like the fact that they traded him, well, you know, basically it sounds like they were on the brink of having yeah. traded him mid-season, yeah. Yeah. then... Like it, it doesn't really surprise me too much that when they lost and they needed to come up with something to say at the press conference, oh, well, who should we sort of let, stick this one on? Well, I, I know, that, like the guy who we tried he, to trade and he's no, unhappy. I mean, like, is that he, fair? That just, no, from what you said, not, it just seems like not, he would have been the obvious uh, scapegoat. There's an element of cause and effect there. He, he shrunk. Mm. He really shrunk in the moment. Yeah. And... Other people may, you know, it was a, it was, yeah, surprising loss from all facets. And other, other people certainly made mistakes, but he was, and you know, it's been a common thing for Ben Simmons to play really well in the regular season, but disappear, disappear completely during the finals. Yeah. So this is, this is not an uncommon thing. He hasn't worked on his jump shot. Um... Which is something that... Which, he, again, like, kind yeah. of a important skill to have as a well, basketballer, I, mean, I would have look, thought. I'll draw the analogy of a slot an AFL footballer who can't kick no. off their opposite foot. Oh. Um, you can get away without it, but it become, it's, it's difficult. You certainly have to do things well. And you certainly... The challenge you have with that is, is that it's certainly harder to do it in the playoffs. Mm. Uh, and, yeah, when, they, when they've needed him to step up, he hasn't been able to in those situations... So whilst he might have been an easy target for them, for the it was actually a fair assessment. It was a fair assessment given the situation. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, He he just continually was. Mm. um, Yeah. As I said, he shot three shots. Uh, He played. Well, he played. He played most of every. Yeah. Of of the four quarters, we're talking. You know, probably played fifty or sixty minutes in those quarters and shot all three times. Yeah, that's for the record. Pretty damning. For the record, (laughs) made all three. Oh, there you go. Yeah. So, and one of them was from half court. <laughs> no, <laughs> well, he may have just been taking the piss with that no, one. No, no. Oh, it went in. But, yeah. so <laughs> you don't have to do a jump shot where you're just overarming it from half court. <laughs> so it's that not not entire, it, it was surprising that they ended doing laundry in that one. Yeah, and certainly didn't well, make him happy, and there was probably well, reason for that. But it wasn't unjustified criticism. Put it mm. that way. But it does feel like from and look, I did, I, I had heard bits and pieces about this, like the, the thing with the phone on court and that, like yeah. I read about that. But it, it just seems like it's sort of snowballed to this situation now. Like they needed to lance the boil earlier, um, potentially after the trade deal fell yeah. through. You know, I think it would have been worth all parties just getting in a room and sitting down and airing their grievances and talking things well, through. The, the thing is, is that there was the belief that that happened. Both at that time, and then there was also a belief at the end of the year, or at least this is what Clutch is saying, is, is that all parties had agreed to trade him this off-season. Mm. But it wasn't this caveat of, but only to these teams yeah. in this particular situation. Yeah. Um, yeah, and see, again, like, I don't think players should have that ability. If you've signed a contract, then you have like no grounds to then come back and say, I want to be traded, but you must... I'll, it must be to one of these three clubs and, you know, must I'll, be these I'll, terms. I'll say this in this way. I don't necessarily entirely agree with that, but I agree with it in 98% of the cases. 
Mm. Take, I mean, I use the example um, here that you might understand, you know, that it's obviously most people since you, you know, Kikes are going to Sam Mitchell and saying, hey, you know, we probably don't want you here, but here's an opportunity for you somewhere else. Or with Jordan Lewis, yeah. here's a three-year contract. We're not going to give you three years. Yeah. I think there's situations like that where it's in the best interest of both parties yeah. where it would make sense to actually approach them and in these situations, there's actually going to be, in the NBA, I'd expect a, a, a situation with Damian Willard uh, from Portland where it's going to get to a similar point. Not like this. He is very much been the hub of Portland. Portland aren't going anywhere with mm. him, and it's not his fault. And there's an op- potentially an opportunity for him to go somewhere else and win a championship. Yeah. And not there. I think in a situation like that, he's been there and he's been very loyal to Portland. Portland. It's going to be mutually of, beneficial. That's right. Basically. If he yeah. said, "Yeah, I think it's in best best interest of both of us if we part ways. Yeah. Here's some clubs I would, I'd, I'd like to stay here, mm. but here's some places I would consider going to if you can find a deal that works for you. Yeah. I think in those situations, it's fair enough. Ben Simmons is a long way away from yeah. that kind of cash over. Yeah. yeah. You've got to build like a <coughs> goodwill almost. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's, well, what, well, that's well, what well, I was well, going to well, say. Well, you well, need well, to be able well, to negotiate well, in good faith well, rather I mean, than... <laughs> Going to trade him for thirty cents in the dollar, yeah, and that's yeah. all they'd be getting at the moment. Yeah. Having said that, though, from Philly's perspective, like if they could like stop now and go like if we had made something work for him and perhaps gotten unders three months ago, would that have been a better outcome than where we find ourselves now? Well, that's, <laughs> that's kind of the question, now, isn't it? You're paying a player who doesn't want to be there. Yeah. You're paying, I'm guessing, quite a lot of money to yeah. essentially not play for you. Mm. And it's like you're kind of locked into that contract as well. Yeah, and I think, you know, the thing that everybody quite really points out, it's an asset that's 30 percent of salary cap doing nothing for you. Yeah. It's... MB is well and truly in his prime. Mm. You're wasting a prime year of a player's career who's quite injury prone. Yes, true. That's yeah. also not wise in the context yeah. of these things. Like what the Aussies will do if they don't pick Jaibo for this well, <laughs> for this series. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, look, I have to say, like, because having, having like seen a little bit about it and heard of it. Yeah. Oh, well, you, know, you know my verdict is always the same is don't be a dick but <laughs> I get the impression that Ben Simmons has been a bit of a dick particularly yeah. because even in Australia the coverage of this has been less than flattering shall yeah. we say yeah. and obviously here there's you know the vested interest in wanting to talk this up as our you know our Aussie number one pick and, and all the rest so given that the Aussie press have been pretty much or you know he's kind of yeah he's kind of uh not really been (laughs) it's hard to endorse his uh course of action here i'd say it's a safe bet that it's probably a lot worse than they're making it sound yeah it's it's yeah it's and as i said it's very very interesting is everybody's kind of dancing the tightrope is is yeah, they've been very careful about what they say about this because of, of the party's concern. Yeah. They don't want to, you know, the American media, you know, don't particularly want to alienate clutch. It, the the actual clubs themselves. Well, they, they did that to themselves once they spelt that word with a fucking K. Let's be clear about that. Like. I, think, I think we actually hit on a topic. We have the iPod for hell, but we need to have 
Don't be a dick. Have, have you have you um yeah passed that test or not? Yeah. Is he a dick? Uh, yeah, look it it sounds like Ben Simmons has been a bit of a dick here, I would have to say. Like that would be my verdict. Yeah. But having said that, like I think well, it's difficult because the only way you can do this now is basically turn back time. And as I say, when all of this like started to fester behind the scenes, like that you need to step in then and try and, and just lance that boil, as I said before, you know, because now it's the situation where there's been so much dirty laundry aired on both sides, you know, talking to the media rather than each other and all the rest. Like yeah. the relationship's just deteriorated so, completely. Dick. Yeah, he's dick. a dick. <laughs> Rich Paul. <sighs> yes. Yeah, but Bagman's calling it. So just explain, give me the Rich Paul. He's the so, agent, agent from Clutch. With yeah. a K. I think... Rich with a K? I, oh, for <laughs> fuck's sake. Jeez, can we tape over the last 15 seconds? God, I'm going to throw up in my mouth and I listen back to this. Look, I think... All he's, been, he's been a bully... Yeah, I was going to say, to be fair, I reckon all three parties have probably failed the dick test, but in terms of, uh, wow, do we really want to use the phrase, the biggest dick? <laughs> That's probably a poor, poor choice of words, aren't we? <laughs> uh, if you're like, a portion of I think you're right. All parties yeah. are but I think Simmons has, um, Simmons has been the most well hung, if, if you will, <laughs> a.k.a. the biggest dick. <laughs> Simmons. Followed by the agent rather, and then followed I, by Philadelphia. I would say, yeah, it's a rather significant portion of the pie going to Simmons. Yeah. A moderate proportion of the pie to the agent and a little bit to Philly. Because mm. if they did actually have the meeting and they said that they would trade him, they should yeah, go. Then, and they've had plenty of opportunities to do that as well. Yeah. If, if they did agree to that in the off-season, there were a couple of offers that would have been there for them that they probably should have explored. I guess that's the real unknown question, though, is when you talk about, oh, I want to be traded to these three clubs, I guess the extent to which a deal with another club would or would have not have been accepted. Like, that's, well, that's the real unknown. Well, the problem, as I say, you know, as, and to the point that he would have been third banana best, he would have definitely been behind LeBron James and Anthony Davis when it came to to um, to the mm. Lakers. Yeah, he would have. They may have had to have traded Paul George, but I wouldn't have thought that they would have. It wouldn't have would have made much sense. But he would have been behind Kawhi Leonard and Paul George with the Clippers, mm. and he definitely would be behind um, Steph Curry and Draymond Green. At least, if not Clay Thompson and a couple of oh, people yeah, so. well, Golden State. Golden State was probably the suitor that would have made the most sense mm. because they had a couple of high draft picks. Uh, the, but, one, the one thing I will say which I don't understand, and I feel like this must have more to do with old mate Joel, is if you're saying you want to be top dog at the club, then why are two of the three clubs you want to get traded to featuring Steph Curry and LeBron James, yeah. where you 100% will not be the top dog? So is it more that he doesn't want to be the underdog to Joel <laughs> more than it's, anything it's, else? It's, it's massively it's, statistical. It's, 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 it's better than Joel. Um, uh, I think to, to give, I, I get in touch on that. That's a very valid point with regards. The belief is, is that their relationship is somewhat frosty, and it's for a lot of the reasons that both of you just kind of pointed out. Yeah. That they haven't always, they they don't really address it in the media that much when they talk about it. That the belief is, is that the, yeah, the two of them are 
entirely quotes, put it that way. Mm. Yeah. And uh, yeah. You'd have to sympathise the most here with the other players and the coach and, and the <laughs> yeah. rest of the guys there who are caught in this absolute quagmire now trying to actually yeah, do their job and, and and actually go about their business as an NBA club. But that's that's gonna be challenging. The coach the coach has been through worse situations. He was the head coach of the Los Angeles Clippers when the Donald Sterling stuff years ago. Um, I believe so, that was the first ever Judge Jackson uh, verdict from memory. Was yeah, it was on Donald Sterling. Mm. Yeah. And he brought you the father did test. As as Robert Sarver will I'm sure in in the upcoming months. That's probably the biggest dick. Yeah, dick I know. I know. I'm very. I'm, I'm like, yeah. The rule is don't be a dick, but I'm very uncomfortable with a lot of the sexual um, insinuations that can come from the the variations on that thing. Yeah. Now. <laughs> Yeah, but uh, yeah. so I, so yeah, nah. Unfortunately, yeah, Ben Simmons' dick. <laughs> disappointing. Yeah, very disappointing. Do, do I get a gavel? Order, order. Case adjourned. Case adjourned. Latest skaters. Right, <laughs> <laughs>